TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. Good morning, 7 o'clock here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Brian Colziel and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. And we have an audience here today, Jeff. Yeah, this is a little different than what we normally have. It's about <laughs> 10, 15 people uh, watching us do the show this morning from the beautiful veranda. That's right. Here in uh, East Aurora Country Club. Beautiful morning. Absolutely, yes. Good morning to everybody here. Thanks for being with us here. Your weekly stop for local golf talk here in western New York. Yes, as Jeff said, we are at beautiful East Aurora Country Club. Our annual visit we come twice a year, twice but yep. we always come this week to uh, preview the International Junior Masters, which will be taking place for the 67th year. Pretty impressive, Jeff, that an event like this and the work that goes into it has now reached year 67. Yeah, and uh, there is a lot of work, and these events don't just happen by themselves. And it, there's a, the committee's been busy, and everybody's hustling this week, and the players are starting to get ready, and the course looks like it's in perfect shape. And, and we're lucky to have one of the premier junior golf events in the world here at East Aurora, and uh, we're excited to be here. That's right. Yeah, we'll talk about that a lot here throughout the course of the hour here on Tee to Green on WGR. Coming up on the show, as we mentioned, a uh, look at the tournament, which starts on Tuesday. Uh, so we'll break it all down for you. If you don't know about the event, well, luckily here for you, we can break that down in terms of what is to be expected this week. We're going to be speaking with some of the players, in fact, four of them, uh, and some of some of them have traveled from all over the world to be here, including we're going to speak with the gentleman coming from Australia here, which will be fun which to talk to. Which is pretty to. cool, yeah. He's a, I wonder what the time change is like for him right now. Yeah, 7 a.m. in Buffalo, New York versus Australia. I know. Yeah. That's going to be great. Uh, of course, we'll have some thoughts on last week's U.S. Open and Gary Woodland's win as he picked up his first major. We'll get our Western New York PGA tip of the week. And uh, Kevin Sylvester, of course, as you know, normally a part of our show this week on uh, his weekly uh, tours for PGA Tour Radio, he's working the Travelers Championship. So uh, Kevin will check in towards the end of our show uh, around 7.50, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on what's going on this week on the PGA Tour. But we want to thank everybody here at East Aurora for the warm welcome here today. Yep. And PGA Pro Jones and Core Superintendent Drew Thompson and uh, all the staff, we know that uh, – They've put in quite a good wor uh, amount of work. And the tournament directors, Jeff Kamian and Paul O'Brien, they always do such a wonderful job. We'll speak with at least one or maybe both of them coming up a little bit later here today, too. Yeah, we got a full calendar, full full show for, for the East Aurora Junior Masters here. I'm, I'm amazed that the golf course looks as good as it has with all the rain that we've had. Um, their golf course looks like it dried up pretty good. Uh, fairways look dry. Everything looks pretty good. Yeah, the, it's been a challenging year. We've, yeah. we've been t mentioning it for weeks here on our show and for months it seems like now and 
uh, kudos to course superintendent Drew Thompson and his staff because, you know, just looking around here, it looks great. And, I mean, you know from working at Glen Oak and, you know, we've been at courses and talking with pros and supers of just the challenge of the spring. More rain came Thursday, but this yeah. course looks ready to go for a tournament. Yeah, yeah they got 1.3 inches of rain, I think they said Thursday. Uh, this place drains a little better. It's got some elevation changes, so that'll help. Um, I know my golf course is pretty pretty wet still. Uh, we've had a lot of rain, and it doesn't move too well uh, from some of these flatter spots. Yeah. All right, so Brian Colesville, Jeff Meadis here at East Aurora Country Club. Let's get things started. Let's meet some of the players that are going to be participating this week in the 67th Annual International Junior Masters, which starts on Tuesday here at East Aurora. Noah Unger from St. Francis High School and Mitch Jeffy from East Aurora High School are joining us. Noah, we'll start with you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Mitch? Good morning. Either of you guys done radio before? Uh, I have just, like, school radio. That's about it. School radio. Same, awesome. same idea. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You're going to be taking this job here in a few years from us? Hopefully. We'll I mean, be ready. You never know. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mitch, how about you? Nothing. Radio yeah. debut? Yeah. It's exciting, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, yeah you look excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks That's great. Yeah. Teenage All right. boys in the morning That's don't right. always look so excited. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, yes, for them, to, they're <laughs> yeah. golfers. They're used to getting up early, That's right? right? That's right. So, Noah, this is your third year playing in the event. Yes. What do you like about it? Uh, it's just the experience with all the international players that come in. I mean... Even my first year, I think it was, I played from a kid from Colombia the first day, and then last year, my first day, I played with a kid from Mexico. And just hearing the courses that they play around their areas and how different it is from here is just really interesting to me. Do you and do you end up like in terms of communicating with them later on or things like that? Like, have you made friendships out of this at some um, point? Kind of. I mean, yeah. I'll see them around here because I usually play for a couple of years. I know yeah. everyone who comes at least once probably comes back again if it, if they don't age out. So. Just seeing them, I like I remember their names and stuff. So that's kind of the biggest thing is just seeing them after the first year that I meet them and kind of still connecting, which is nice. Are you more comfortable going into this year than you would be in the other years? I mean, as far as how like you get nerves. I mean, everybody gets nerves. Um, my first year it was really nervous. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, kind of just going in calm. I'm yeah. kind of ready to go play. So is this your last year? It is. Okay. Yeah. So oh. you're trying to have that final swan song. Exactly. I, imp I improved every year, so hopefully one last year will be a will be a good one. So That's good. great. Mitch, how about you? This is your fifth year playing in it, so you've mm -hmm. got some experience. What do you think about just in terms of your progression over the years here now going into year five? Um, I definitely think it's uh, less pressure on me. I mean, a little bit more since it's my last year and you want to, you know, make it the best one. But it's definitely, like, less nervous on the first tee than it was my first year. Yeah. Can you remember what that feeling? Take us. What was that like? That first time you hit that first ball was that was that tough to do? I mean, was yeah. I mean, it definitely yeah. was. <laughs> Did you hit it good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing is just not shanking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Off yeah. the first tee. So. Well, that's a negative thought. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Just that's think right. about where you want to hit. Exactly. Yeah, that's stripe right. it out there. Mitch, what do you like about playing in this event? Um, I mean, I definitely like meeting all the the foreign players and like getting to know them. But I also like the setup. I mean, I look, there's, like, all these dinners. There's, like, long drive contests. And there's just things to, like, stay involved. And, and there's match play on the, the last two days, which is really fun for me. So I just like the setup along with just meeting all the new players from different parts of the world. Either of you guys uh, planning on playing in college? Uh, yeah, so yeah. originally I was going to go to Damon and play, but they recently just discontinued their golf program. So I ended up decommitting there, and the uh, the goal is to try to walk on at Lemoyne College up in Syracuse. Okay, hopefully. they got so a nice program up there. Great it's program D2, up there, but yeah, yeah, they got a good coach. It's a nice program. Mm -hmm. and, and yourself, are you 
think yeah, of our college? Um, I'm committed to Cedarville uh, University in Ohio for nice. the next year. That's Division Two. And I got to think playing an event like this will make you better players. As you you know, the more high end competition you get, yeah, yeah you want to mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. For sure. It's got to right. make you better players. Yeah. Noah Unger from St. Francis and Mitch Jeffy from East Aurora. And you guys both are familiar with this course, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the key to playing well here? Noah, um, with you. Hit fairways is the biggest thing. I mean, the rough's not really thick here, but you get in some, some tricky areas in a couple of the holes if you're errant with your tee shots. So tee shots are the biggest thing. And on the greens, it's just if you've played enough, you kind of know where they break. But there's a couple holes. Like I know um, I think it's six. The greens kind of sloped a specific way where it looks like it could break one way, but it's really going the other way. In the so, hill there. Yeah. 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 Sometimes they're cutting the side of the hill. Yeah. Mitch, what do you it's think? definitely Keys. missing in the right spots when you're hitting towards green or like hitting below the pin so you don't have these um, tough downhill putts because once you they go by the hole, they're going to keep going. What's the hardest shot out here? What's the hardest tee shot out on this golf course right. besides the first one? In my opinion, ton. I hate ten? tons tee shot. It's down. tough. It's mm-hmm. just it's a straight uphill shot, and you can't really draw the ball left, or you go down towards uh, twelve or thirteens, um, kind of rough, the little collection area down there. And even if you hit like a little bit of a fade, if you fade it too much, you're in the trees. So it's mm-hmm. a tough tee shot there. Would you agree? Ten. Um, yeah, ten's one of the yeah. toughest ones for sure. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, before we let you guys go, we got a couple more players to come in. Just playing golf through your high school years and stuff like that. I mean, obviously now it's coming to an end here. Just when you look back at it, if you're gonna send a message to yourself of five or six years ago, what would you tell him? Um, I would say play golf more because about five or six years ago is like when I played a lot of baseball. I think my freshman year was the the first year I really started golfing more, and that's when I stopped playing baseball. But I wish I would have started playing a little earlier than I did. But I'm happy I I came freshman year, and that's when I started to play a lot. And especially just making the St. Francis team was kind of just a big confidence boost to go play more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Just try, trying to start earlier, whether like in the spring, getting practice in, or just just trying to keep with it, even if you're in a slump or whatever, and just keep grinding through. That's Best awesome. way to get out of a slump, play your mm-hmm. way through it. Yeah, not on the range. Just go out there and play. You'll, That's right. You'll wind your way through it. Well, Noah, Mitch, thank you. Thank you. Good luck Thanks. this week, and uh, we hope to uh, see you guys being a part of the, a fantastic finish maybe yeah. at the end here. Thanks Thank a lot. You. And good luck in school. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Which All is right. more important. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting for me because, uh, you know, I haven't been a college coach. You, you see, I've heard all these names. You've been tracking these kids since they've been third. You know, you see all the good scores. So you see them doing well in the sectionals. You see them doing well in uh, in the districts and the states and stuff like that. And, uh, and to have them out here and see them getting ready for a nice tournament like this is pretty cool. That's right. So Noah Unger and Mitch Jeffy, thanks. We're going to bring in a, another couple guys here in just a moment. Uh, Andrew, here you go. You can put the headset on. And Kai, you can put the headset on here. We're, so we transition into a couple of more players. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, what about some advice, Jeff, that you'd be giving these guys here? You know, first, I think it's great because you, yeah. you always want to play up a level. You want to play at the highest level you can. That's what, how you get better, playing with better players. Uh, my advice is, you know, if, play your game. You know, if you're good at hitting irons or play the yardage as you like and and trust yourself out there. You know, you, you're here because you're a good player, um, and you, you, you've proven you can play. So take that confidence. Go out there. Follow your routine. You know, if you're, you're try to limit those big scores, too, because, well, it ends up being match play, but the first 36 are, uh, are stroke play to qualify. That's where you want to avoid the big score. If you, if you get into trouble, pitch out. You know, try to get up and down from somewhere. Don't try to hit that hero shot. Um, but, yeah, just play your game. These guys are good players. Uh, just try to get comfortable. It's, you start off slow, you yeah. know, um, ease your way into the round, and, and once you get playing, you should be fine. 7-11 here on WGR on T to Green. We're live at East Aurora Country Club in anticipation of next week's 
International Junior Masters, the 67th annual edition of the event. And there's been some definitely big recognizable names. Uh, we'll run through some of those coming up in our next segment as uh, we'll speak with some of the tournament directors. But we want to bring in a couple more players here now. Andrew Lacongo. If you follow local high school golf, you'll know his name. He's from Holland, Holland High School, I should say. Yep. We have an international event. I shouldn't That's say right. just from Holland. That's, That's right. right. Holland High School. And then Kai Kamulainen from Australia. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Kai, you're from Australia. What time is it in Australia right now? It's 7-11 here in Buffalo. 10 At past 9. 10 past 9. That's right. <laughs> so, you're, so your day is just about over already. Have you, adjust, yeah. have you adjusted to the time yet? When did you come into Buffalo? Uh, Wednesday night. So I've got a bit of time now. I'm pretty good. That's right. And is this your first year here, second year? How many second year, year. Second yeah. year here. Came back, huh? Yeah. Long way to go. Mm. <laughs> worth it, though. Yep. Tell us how the trip was. Like, how did, th I assume there's not a direct flight from Australia to Buffalo, right? No. Yes. All right. So how'd you get, <laughs> tell us how you got here. Um, so we had to fly to LA first and then to Atlanta to here. It was just really long, 27, 28 hours. Yeah. Didn't get much sleep, so yeah. it was tough. And where from? Where in Australia are you from? Uh, Sydney. Sydney? Okay. Yeah. I need to write. Awesome. Andrew, you didn't make a trip as far no. No. from Holland here. <laughs> about 15 minutes. That's right. That's right. You had a little easier trek, so yeah. tell us about your experiences here, Andrew. What do you like about oh. playing here? I like everything about this tournament, especially the food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd, That's important. Uh, first year I came in here, qualified just through like the Easter era, um, two qual or two kids each year. Um, came in, didn't really expect much because I was 13. wasn't Game wasn't that strong. Um, came out here though, had a lot of fun. The kids were great. Um, played with some kids from Canada, I think, and then one kid from Mexico. Um, other than that, like this tournament is just, it's a lot of fun. Long drive contest in the beginning, food, like I said. Yep. Um, then the match play, that's it's like my favorite part. Yeah, the match play. that's awesome. And are you playing in college? Yeah, I am at uh, St. Bonaventure. Oh, okay, yeah, nice program. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Andrew, how many years have you been playing in this event? Uh, this will be my sixth year. This is your sixth year, okay. Yeah. So you've got quite a bit of experience. And Kai, this is your second year playing it yeah. here, too. Okay. Excellent. Andrew, your team. Uh, for high school this year, we should commend Easter or Holland yeah. combined team. You guys won the Section Six team championship, did, correct? Yeah. And your coach is here, so he is. congratulations, <laughs> yeah. coach! You did a good job with the team. Yeah, they had a strong team. Yeah, this year. yeah tell us strong. about just your season and everything. Um, I mean, the past few years, uh, well, my past four years, ever since freshman year, um, it was me, Jake Roach, and then two Jeffies. We were kind of leading the team, um, and we were always right up there. And we lost Orchard Park in the uh, in the section finals each year up until last year kept decreasing our uh, losses by I think it went from 10 to two strokes to one to uh, one stroke and then we eventually got them this year by I think like 10 or 11 so that Excellent. was pretty solid yeah it's a nice way to cap it off yeah good job Kyle about turn, do you play golf for your school in Australia and Sydney no no we don't have that no. so what is the setup like for you then I mean is, is there a is there a, an organization that you're a part of is there a team you're on or do you just work with a coach or how to yeah, we have like a state development team. I'm sort of on that. That's sort of before your inner state team, which is like the national where you play against all the other states. Then there's like the club level. So junior pennants, that's like our junior team. And then major pennants, that's like our just our regular pennants team, really. And were you playing college? We you play university? or in, Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the goal to yeah. play something like that. And they have that type of offerings up in Australia also? Yeah. Um, do they have? Uh, they, they don't have like golf as university, so it's more like here where the, all the, where it's at. 
Is that what you're looking to do? Maybe is come yeah. here to go. Yeah, I think that's a good pathway, sort of a good way to get into stuff. Excellent. How did you hear about this event? Um, so my coach, you might have heard of him, Billy Watson. Mm-hmm. So he played here a few years ago, and uh, yeah, they sort of have something with our club, and they just send juniors every year. So I'm here with a friend as well. That's great. So this is your second year playing in it. Yeah. So obviously you liked it because you're back. Yeah. <laughs> so what do, What do you like about playing in this event? I just love everything about it. The course is just amazing. I think that, um, like, the format and the way it's run, like, with all the, yeah, the dinners and everything, I think all that's really nice. Uh, long drive, everything, just the course. I really love that as well, yeah. How are the courses... Are, are the courses similar? Do you play? Is there anything like this uh, in Sydney area, or no. h- how would you say the golf differs? Um, that's hard to say, but like the grasses, I mean, are the grasses are just all different. Yeah, this is kind of a lot softer. The roughs a lot thicker. The courses are not as lush, you know, like this. So yeah, this is like really good compared to sort of where I've played a lot. Yeah. Andrew Lacongo with us here, playing in the event for the sixth year from Holland High School, heading to St Bonaventure and. Kai Kamulainen from Australia. He's in the tournament now for his second year. Jeff, mm-hmm. these guys here, it's, you know, two different approaches coming in. And Kai, as we said, a little challenge, maybe playing courses that are a little different setup. Well, the here. grasses makes a big difference. Yeah, like talk he's about, talking that. about Yeah, because, it? I mean, it's much more lush, I would imagine, here than what you're used to. Even the type of putting surface, right? And yeah. the greens will roll different. They'll break different. Uh, what kind, do you, type of grass you have? Is it zoysia? Or? Um, so my greens are power leaf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, th- there's a lot of polo around here too, so it shouldn't yeah, be yeah. too too different. But um, yeah, the gra- and we've had such a wet spring, and he's coming from you know the other part of the hemisphere, equator. Every I mean, just couldn't be more different. Um, thick, lush, wet. The ball's not rolling here. I imagine the ball's hitting and stopping everywhere, and the ball's yeah. probably trundling out where you play. So it's a different type of game. But that's what makes them better players. You know, you get to experience this. You play in the wind, probably windier. Uh, it gets windy here. <laughs> it <does. laughs> feels like it's always windy in yeah. Western New York. So. Well, you mentioned the greens here. Around here, for, mm-hmm. for players listening that are going to play course in western New York, is that something that they should make a note of in terms of the type of the grass on the greens? Uh, I don't know that you need to make a note of it. Most yeah. greens strive to have bent grass, but Poanua is a, it's, it's actually a great putting surface except for a, you know, a few weeks a year when it's seeding if you, if you can maintain it. So um, most, most places will have mostly bent and there's be some Poanua in there. As long as greens are smooth, it really doesn't matter. You know, if the pace is good um, and they're smooth, people like putting on them. It's when they start to get bumpy. The end of the day now, so if you're one of the good players or you get a late pairing, that's when you'll start to notice it if you play late in the day. Right now, the grass is growing pretty fast, and uh, by the end of the day, the greens will get a little thicker and bumpier, and you'll you'll have a little bit of unevenness with the you know 80 degrees and sunshine and all the water. But I wouldn't pay too, too much attention to it. We don't get a lot of grain, so you don't have to worry about grain when you're putting, you know, which way it's setting into the sun and, and things like that down south you would you probably have do you have grain in your grasses um no not really not it just much. depends like uh bent grass greens usually have a bit of grain but yeah. not really on power no yeah not gotcha. too much around here all right andrew so this is your six for you what goals do you have at this tournament this year want to win it this year what? last year i finished i think uh eighth something like that so you feel like hey i can i yeah. can do this this week what are what are some things that you've been focusing on to try to maybe get this win this week uh, a lot of short game this year um i realized kind of playing here all the time how much that you need short game um getting the ball close if you're missing the greens it's tight um so it's pretty easy to miss the green um i don't know you gotta get up and down here this is your home course too right yeah yeah, yeah. all right so you're used to this kai what about you what are your thoughts on playing this week and just keys to playing well well i really think that just putting yourself in position off the tee i think getting it on the fairway on a lot of holes is important 
to just make it easier to get on the green because once you can hit most greens there's a lot of tough places to get up and down on this course so if you can hit a lot of greens as by getting yourself in position off the tee i think that makes it a lot easier to play well awesome have you played around yet this year since you've been yeah here? okay I've, yeah i've been out here a couple so times so you got to experience the different yeah. conditions yeah. excellent well gentlemen good luck this week thank, thank you for you well we appreciate it good job as uh we let andrew and kai go here and we'll take a break and when we come back we'll talk more about the tournament more about the u.s open get our tip of the week coming in here as we roll on from east aurora country club on t to green it's international junior masters week a little live audience yeah. jeff enjoy the the clapping going in and out of break here it's, it's like when you walk into a room you hear it all the time that's i'm right. not that, used to it that's yeah. right that's right you have this music though in the background when you walk up that's right yeah it's my walk-up music that's right, that's right. <laughs> with pga pro jeff Metis, i'm brian colesio more t to green here at east aurora country club when we return right after this on wgr sports radio 550 TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Listen up, golfers. Here comes the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. Back here at East Aurora Country Club on Tee to Green, Brian Colziel and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. You heard there the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. We'll have that this segment. We might even get the pro here, David Jones, to join us for that as well. He is He's hustling. He's busy and working yep. hard, as any good PGA pro would do be on a Saturday hey, morning, right? Yeah, except for me. Yeah, because I'm on the radio. But Every yeah. other PGA <laughs> pro is working very hard, Jeff, yes. right now. Well, yeah. you know, someone has to be the star representing That's right. the PGA pro. Weekend mornings, yeah. As a PGA right. pro, you don't sleep in on <laughs> weekend mornings. Let's put it that way. That's right. Yeah. Any right? Any of the young players that have aspirations yeah. of being a PGA pro, yeah. if you don't like waking up early, pick a different career path, Yes, right? yes. It's a morning sport. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's the best time of the day. That's, yeah. That is true. Love man. it. That's true. Mm -hmm. So uh, Noah and Mitch and Andrew and Kai, we had all them on last segment. That was fun to talk to some of the players. That was cool. And part of the reason they're in and all of the organization, the recruiting, and what goes on uh, done by some of the tournament directors and coming in, Jeff Kamen and Paul O'Brien, who, of course, are they a par part the of the staff to The do matching that. pullovers, too. Look That's at that. Right, Team pullovers. Yep. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. Paul, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having us back. Thanks for making your, uh, your yearly annual radio appearance. <laughs> Appreciate it. We're ready to talk. So tell us about this year's field. First of all, 67. We'll, let's get to the field in a second. 67 years. That's... I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive here. There's not many, any event of any, you know, sports or non-sports events. Like, to do it 67 years in a row, you must be doing something right. So, kudos to you guys. Well, thank you. Uh, it's, it is the oldest junior invitational in North America, and we're, the club is very proud of it. Yeah, as you should be. Yeah, you guys definitely do a good job supporting it, and uh, the members got to give up a lot. And, and there's a lot of work to be done. You guys are on the committee. You probably uh, made a few phone calls and uh, – typed a few emails off to a few people uh, yeah a few a few, a few. yeah <laughs> trying to get now how many players will you have in the field this year uh, it's always 80 always 80 yeah. and how many countries are represented this year uh 
Six. I don't know. Six. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You always have a diverse. <laughs> Diverse group of kids, right? Yeah, and this year, we, you know, we we have a, a broader uh, participation from the uh, the U.S. Uh, we, we've got probably ten different states uh, involved. You know, mm-hmm. we're usually pretty heavy in the Northeast and uh, Florida, but uh, you know, there's some kids from Ohio and Texas and uh, South and North Carolina coming. So Virginia, uh, Virginia, yeah. yeah. The format for the tournament is cool in the sense that it changes halfway through. So can you talk about that, Jeff? Uh, sure. So we start. With metal play on Tuesday and Wednesday, and thirty-six uh, holes, right? thirty-six holes, oh. and um, after after we're done with thirty-six holes, we we flight the kids. It's a little bit different this year. We had a uh, top thirty-two uh, playoff on Wednesday afternoon. One versus thirty-two, two versus thirty-one winners uh, go went into the championship flight, and the I hate to say losers, but mm. but uh, they they would go into the platinum flight, and then the remaining uh, 48 players in the field would be uh, flighted into gold, silver, and bronze. And it's also almost a new tournament uh, starting Thursday morning. We eliminated that uh, after a lot of discussion after the tournament last year. Uh, our 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 one versus 32, two versus 31 playoff was interrupted and basically canceled by by rain and uh, we after a long discussion we we decided that it makes more sense to just flight directly off of the uh, metal play so the top 16 will go into the, the championship, championship flight. flight and we expect that there will be a you know three for one or four for two playoff to to ultimately get into that it usually happens that way that's the most stressful playoff, yeah, trying to get in when you're in that last spot, trying to, you know, five guys for one spot or whatever it ends up being. Those are always a lot of stress. you got to go out and make a birdie on the first hole, you feel like. Last year, top 16, I think, was it 148, Paul? Uh, was that the uh, cutoff? I think it was 147. 147. Yeah. To, to, uh, so that's pretty good playing. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Very good play. Yeah. So we've had, and we're going to, a little later in the show, we're going to talk about last week's U.S. Open. You've had a former U.S. Open champion play in this event. Jim Furyk has played, and a former Masters champion, and Trevor Immelman. Uh, and, you know, I was just kind of going through the list here of some, some yep. famous players that have played in the past. Um, beyond Immelman, who has won the Masters, and Furyk, who's won the U.S. Open. Jeff Sluman, a player that, uh, if you're from Western New York and you follow golf, you know him, multiple-time winner on the PGA Tour, and he won the PGA Championship. So, I mean... You, you may have a, a winner this week or a player this week go on and, and win a major someday, which will be pretty cool to do like what Gary Woodland just did at Pebble Beach. Sure. Yeah, we've had, uh, well, Corey Connors uh, won his first PGA Tour event this year down in Texas, got him into the Masters. He played here in 2009. Excellent. So, uh, And he, uh, he had a nice run at the Canadian Open, too. He there. did, he, yeah. He was in contention. That's uh, right. A couple other uh, guys that are still amateurs played in the Canadian Open. Uh, Joey Savoy, who won here in 2012. Uh, he's playing for the uh, Canadian National Amateur Team, uh, and Josh Whalen were both in the uh, the Canadian Open. Yeah, yeah. we got a list in front of us. There's a lot of names you would recognize on this. You know, Trevor Immelman and uh, ter- well, <laughs> Rory Sabatini, Jim Gallagher, Joey Sindelar, Jeff Sluman, well, EJ Fister, 
Dudley uh, Hart. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, yep. <laughs> local player. Camila Vajegas is a guy who's won multiple times. Billy Mayfair. Billy, Billy Andre. Andre. Yep. yep. U.S. Amateur champions. Yeah. Yes. And, and you go way back. The, the first couple of years, it was uh, John Konsek won three times. That's right. Of yep. Purdue fame. And Ward Wetloffer, who was on the 59 Walker Cup team. Probably yeah. the best amateur team ever assembled. Yeah, I played with, had the honor of playing with Mr. Wetloffer a couple times. And didn't Mr. Fister win this event, the original Mr. Fister? He stopped uh, John from winning four times. Did he? Yeah. yeah. And his son, <laughs> EJ, did EJ win it? EJ won it. Yeah, yep. so that's yep. a, that's pretty cool to have uh, two people from the same family and members at the club. Well, he was. Yeah, win it. 731 here on Tee to Green. We're live at East Aurora Country Club talking about next week's International Junior Masters. Jeff Kamian and Paul O'Brien, tournament directors, part of the staff that gets this great event going. Um, how about people that want to come out and, and watch, Jeff? What are some of the logistics involved? Well, we'd, we'd love everybody. We'd welcome everybody to, to come out and, and event watch. The event is free, right? It, the event is there's free uh, parking, free. Uh, there's no, no tickets or anything like that. We'll, we get started Tuesday morning. At 7 a.m. off the first tee, and uh, 7:30 on uh, Tuesday morning off of both tees, and uh, and then Thursday we start match play, and that's also at 7:30. Uh, Thursday's a great day to come out and watch uh, because there is golf the whole course by uh, nine o'clock in the morning. The whole course will be flooded with matches and and. and uh, and then we, we uh, after uh, the first morning matches, uh, we, hit, we have uh, afternoon matches. And the quarterfinal matches typically are just amazing to watch. Yeah. Now, a lot of the players, when we ask them why they like coming here, mm -hmm. beyond the golf, they mentioned other things like the dinners, the meals. Food. The, I think they all food. mentioned food, didn't <laughs> That's they? Right. It's, it's like working with Sylvester again. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about food. That's right. Yeah. Well, no, look, we'll look at us. Who we're doesn't we're pretty good with food. That's right. Yeah. Well, I look at us here. I, I don't mean, miss a lot of meals. No, yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't love good food, right? Yeah. I mean, so how about some of the other things beyond the golf, Paul, that, and Jeff, you guys can both jump in on this, that you feel like you guys like about this week? You know, the, the format is great. The watching match play is uh, is different and uh, it's not played a lot anymore um, but you know beyond that uh, we have a champions dinner on Wednesday evening and and that's as far as I'm concerned that's the highlight of the week uh, we make our medal awards and uh, you know and the, and the kids and the parents that you meet uh, and uh, Jeff can tell you there's some guys coming back tomorrow that played you know five six years ago just to uh, you know renew some friendships and play with some of the guys that are going to be playing this week and show them the golf course. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's the great part of it is the people you meet. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? What do you like about this week beyond just the physical act of guys playing? Obviously, there's yeah, the we, competition we, piece. We we do a lot of prep for about nine months for this event, and uh, uh, this is the week that we really look forward to and really enjoy. Uh, I, I echo what Paul said. The Champions Dinner to me seeing all 80 uh boys and and they all have their sport coats on and and uh, uh team columbia they're no all baseball matching. hats huh? no, no baseball man, hats that's weird uh, that's, a, that's the first exactly. time you'll see boys without baseball hats. and yeah. uh and they they just have a, a great time uh co you know mingling with each other and 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 uh they they there's a lot of uh you know uh photo opportunities and they're goofing around down on the practice screen and in front of all the flags out there yeah, all the national exa flags. exactly yep. right they they have a lot of fun 
and uh, get to meet the parents or the, the the coaches or chaperones, and it's a it's a really nice evening. And uh, that and and the the finals party that we have after play has been concluded, we do the uh, awards and then. Uh, finals party is kind of like a thank you to the membership here for forfeiting their course for a, a week, and and we have a great turnout for that, probably close to 200 people for it. Yeah, awesome. Well, it looks like you guys are ready to go for another great year. Good luck. As thank you. We always wish you good weather, but this year especially, I hope yes. you have a good week yeah. of weather. We could, better. we could use it. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, good good job as always. Thanks for having us here, and uh, we look forward to seeing some great golf this week. Thanks, Thank you. Guys. All right. Paul O'Brien and Jeff Kamian, tournament directors here at the International Junior Masters event. As uh, we roll on here from East Aurora Country Club, a lot goes into planning an event like this. I mean, when you're just running a tournament like at Glen Oak, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a ton of logistics involved. But an event like this where you have players coming from all over the world, spectators, parents, uh, there's housing, there's there's dinners. I mean, yeah. all those, there's a lot of planning involved. And the membership, they all take a piece of that, too. Yeah, I mean, just the logistics of the transportation and the housing must be. Uh, and trying to get the field together has to be difficult, you know, because you're limited to 80. Right. So, you know, you, you probably you have a list you're working off of, and you start checking off players. Some can't make it. Some are playing in competing events, et cetera, et cetera, or can't, can't get the time off school or whatever it is. So, you know, trying to get this list together, and then there's always someone in the last minute that can't make it, so you have a waiting list. And, and, and and the dinners and everything else, it, it, there's a whole, that's why there's committees for this. It can't be run by one person. That's right. All right, so we'll get to our Western Europe PGA Tip of the <coughs> Week here. Let's talk about match play. Okay. That's, that's a big piece of maybe <coughs> winning this Excuse tournament me. is being successful uh, at match play. It is different. Yeah. How, yeah. Is, how, how mentally would you take match play versus playing just in a normal stroke play competition? You know, I think you take a, you probably take a few more chances because you're playing, you're, you're always playing against the course, but you're playing against that person. Normally in stroke play, you're just competing against yourself. You're trying to shoot the lowest number you can against the golf course. When you're in match play, hey, I'm trying to beat you. It doesn't matter what I do. I can make a six on this hole as long as you're making a seven. I can beat you. So that's always something that you're aware of. And you're watching where your, your other guy's hitting, the, your, your opponent's hitting because, you know, if he's going to have a hard time making bogey or making par from this position you may play a little more conservatively you know you may lag your putt as opposed to trying to make your putt or you may pitch it out to the left of the pin and just make sure you have an uphill putt instead of you know if you had a wedge in your hand you're maybe trying to make birdie but but your opponent's in trouble i i do think you want to watch your opponent but you want to stay you want to continue to do what you do well so if your opponent hits an iron off a tee because he's not confident with the driver you know i think you still go and hit the driver because that's what if that's what if you that do was your well. plan was right. right yeah i don't think you want to have him force your maybe off the tee as much into changing your your um your strategy of how you're going to play but once once the hole gets going once you know the after the tee shot or the approach into the green that's where you're going to have to start noticing hey what's my opponent doing and how do i react to that the other thing is you want to put your foot down when you can. Um, if your opponent's struggling, you, you want to get as many wins because momentum can turn pretty quickly, and a player can get hot. So even if you're three or four up, you don't want to start coasting. You still want to play your game. You want to try to beat your opponent every single hole because you never know when they're going to get hot. Yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, when you're when you're playing in that match play format, if mm -hmm. if the uh, the first player maybe hits an errant tee shot, and right. then all maybe you're holding driver, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, Maybe. but if you're a good driver, you know, and you're confident, I think you still let the let the driver rip there, and um, you know, and you're because they're gonna, you know, they can make great shots too. You're you're they're in this event because they're good players, and they're gonna try to find a way to get back in this hole, and they're gonna they're gonna have a little different mindset 
maybe because they're in trouble. So you got to still play your game and try to beat these guys hole after hole. If you're if you got them four down, try to get them five down. That's that's what's important, I think, yeah. in match play. All right, good stuff there. Speaking of our Western Europe PGA Tip of the Week, we've got extra insight. The uh, pro here, David Jones, is with us. David, good morning. I know you're running around working hard. Good morning. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. You want to add on to Jeff? I know you didn't get to hear what he said, but our tip this week is how to play in match play and be successful. What are some keys you think that are important? Obviously, a big part of winning this event will be being a successful match play player. So, again, not hearing what Jeff said, this golf course to me sets up excellent for match play because you, you – in match plays, we all know you're not playing the golf course. And when you get yourself wrapped up here and playing the golf course, you find yourself in some pretty precarious situations. Although our, our defense is not our yardage, it's, uh, it's where you need to be. So as long as you're paying attention to your opponent um, and not trying to, again, overpower the golf course and play shot by shot, and, uh, and you'll, you find yourself you know, on a day-to-day match when you're playing with your, with your friends out here in match play that you tend to score a little bit better because you, you don't get consumed with where can't I hit it or where should I be? You, yeah. you, you actually play more um, individually, individualized golf. Yeah, you're, and re- know, you're reacting to your opponent. You're right? reacting, yeah, yeah. And, and, you're, and you're putting pressure on him um, or her when, when, by hitting quality shots, not, not by, again, trying to hit it as far as you can every time or going after every single pin. Maybe playing a little bit conservative here um, will play to your advantage when you're, when you're on, on East Aurora specifically. And, and and I mean that because, again, we're, we're a 64, 6,500-yard golf course. So um, when you look at today's golf courses, they tout themselves on yardage and how far. And I'll, I'll challenge anybody to come here um, and try try to hit that 310, 320-yard drive. Um, Without and, maybe there being uh, ramifications. And I'm fairly, yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly certain you're going to walk off with the same score, if not worse, than mm. you would if you were to play it smartly. So yeah. This one this one does definitely require a lot of creativity. Um a lot of patience. If you're not patient here, um, you're going to find yourself angry at the end of the round. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't be angry. You shouldn't be angry, but again, we know how the golf, what golf does to us. Yeah. Um, and we don't do exactly what we want to do, and very rarely do we. Um, but yeah, so so in, in match play again here is, is more be patient. Be patient. Um, and that's why it's fun to watch these kids play, because they do have the power. They can bomb it. And to watch them by necessity, back off some of their shots and, and use their, their, their knowledge base of golf versus just the, the sheer athleticism. It's, it's, a, it's a neat experience to watch for the next, next four days. Yeah, excellent. Good advice there. Again, anything you want to know about getting involved in golf, getting golf ready, getting started, lessons, tips, anything, check out the Western York PGA website, wnypga.com. Speaking of this, we, all, we love to talk junior golf, obviously, this week, a junior event here, but uh, there's also a cool PGA Junior League um, event on Tuesday here, David. Yep. So we can talk so, about that. So that's something that we're really, really excited about. The uh, you know the members at East Aurora stand by their words of promoting junior golf. It's a big part of our identity. Um, again, going back 67 years with with the um, with the IJM and and each generation promotes and 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 makes sure that juniors at the forefront of of the next generation. So with that, the PGA of America has a great program, the PGA Junior League, which we play matches throughout the summer, and it culminates to a to a big all-star matchup at, at Jeff's Golf Course at, uh, at Glen Oak. And then the winner of that uh, last year moved on to Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's the same qualifying spot this I, year. I lost track of where they go. They go to some of the great places. And it culminates with yeah. a lunch with Phil Mickelson. It's a big deal, and the PGA yeah. does an excellent job of getting behind it. So last year, stepping into uh, 
to our IJM, uh, Mr. O'Brien had a, a great idea of let's let's try to show these young kids, these 8- to 13-year-olds who are just getting their feet under them on the golf course, what they can aspire to get to in a very short time. They can be there in as few as one, two years if, if, uh, if they get their game in order. So we invited out uh, some kids last year. We had between 30 and 40. We give them lunch. We do a little IJM cup is what we call it. So we take two not even best players from each of our five sister clubs in the South Towns, but two of the more competitive players, and we put them out in twosomes. They play a scramble, just as we do in the uh, in the event. in the normal event. Mm. Yep, for PGA Junior League, and uh, they what they do is they record their score. They're not playing against another team, and the low score wins. We had a it's incredible. We had a, a two under par one last year for a couple eleven year olds <laughs> that were able to go out and shoot two under par on, on a golf course um, in a scramble format. So. It's exciting to get the buzz going. We've got um, already, I've had in my email from the five clubs, their rosters. Last year it was just kind of thrown together, you know, hodgepodge, let's see how it works. Um, and now there's some excitement building. We have a trophy that we purchased, a perpetual trophy that will go to the home club of, uh, of the winning team. So, um, you know, my son plays in the IGM Cup, and, and to listen to, to the buzz already about that, it, it uh, somewhat supersedes the IGM for these 8 to 12 or 8 to 11, 13-year-olds. Um, but their ultimate goal is to get get to the big match with uh, with Noah and Drew and Kai and, and Mitch. That's kind of their, their end game. So it's a great building block. We're super excited to offer it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll speak on the two of you who are both PGA members, but, I mean, I feel like every show, every year, we talk more and more about great opportunities for juniors. And, I mean, since the theme of today's show is to talk about a big junior event here, yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys are proud of I, I hear you guys, if, if you're not, you should be like, you know, I, I know you are, but. I'll say it for you. Like you guys should be proud of your. Oh of your we, work, yeah, we have uh, we have our own league over at Glen Oak with four teams, and it's just one of the coolest things the PGA has done in a long time. That and the drive, chip, and putt is another great opportunity for kids. You don't even have to be a golfer to get into that. That's just for fun. Uh, and there's just so many opportunities now for kids to get into the great game. And we're growing more players. This is uh, it, uh, they let the PGA Junior League guys go to the Senior PGA Championship. They gave them a special spot there. You've got this event here where hey, there's a special uh, special in, bonuses yeah. and special little things that kids get to see what golf's all about and all the doors it opens for kids that may not have had those doors open. You don't have to be a country clubber. You know, you join these programs and you and you get to see uh, all the great things that golf golf brings with it. Absolutely. David, before we let you go, how about a thought on Gary Woodland last week? He was able to hold off Brooks Kepka, who, who looks like the unstoppable force of golf right now. And every time it looked like maybe he was going to fall back, he persevered through it. And then eventually at the end, pulled away with some great shots and a big birdie to finish. So, so primetime major golf at Pebble Beach. With that leaderboard. Can we sign up for that every year, right? Can we yes. sign up for that every year? Uh, <laughs> it was, TV. It was yeah. and two good, good guy. Gary Woodland, anybody that was rooting against him, um, that would be a tough thing for me to swallow. He's just, he, he comes across as a good, good human being. And to watch him at the at the ceremony or the closing press conferences when he made that call to that young girl that he befriended at, uh, at Scottsdale. Yeah. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah. That stuff you, you that golf offers, and I'm I'm not taking away from any other sport, um, and I am definitely partial to golf. But those relationships and and those people that are on that stage that that react and and act in that manner after such a victory, um, heart touching. It's amazing and. I couldn't ask for a better a better week in the golf. He impacted a, a lot of people just with a certainly phone did. call like that. He, you know, he, he turned a lot of minds. He brought some focus to some stuff, and uh, he just 
cool. Like yeah, bigger said, than yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah, bigger than the game. So you know, and to have him coming down the the, the wire, to, he he made those putts that you're just how many more can he make? And to be so level-headed, and, and he just kept it was his time. Yeah, it was his time. And and, and, and to, to see the impact of what a person he is, you mentioned that the fact that there were a, a, quite a bit of players that stayed and congratulated him on the 18th. Not only, of course, Kepko, who was playing in the group afterwards, uh, you know, congratulating him, but there was a handful of players, including Justin Thomas, who had missed a cut. Mm. He stayed there. Speaks volumes. <laughs> he didn't. Mm. He was done Friday morning. Yep. He was in the early groups Friday, missed the cut, and then was on the 18th green on yep. Sunday late at night. Yep, there's a few players yeah. out there, I think, yeah. that you'll see that, that have that same uh, respect or deserve it, and, and definitely we saw that Gary was one of those players. I wouldn't look out. I wouldn't count Kepka out for the next one. No, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was it was super uh, super good for golf. Um, and again, that prime time experience. I know that pr- we've probably touched on that. But for me to sit down with my 11 year old and and not um, you know not have to be done at six o'clock at night, we could actually enjoy the whole evening and talk the game and watch the game. And then at maybe one of the best U.S. Open venues that you can have. Yeah, it, it, um, eye candy. Yeah. It was good for our, good for our game, Jeff, for, yeah. for for sure. No doubt. Well, David, have a great week here. Thanks as always. Thank for, you uh, for having us, and good luck with the junior event, and of course the IGM week. And yep, well, we are certainly looking season. forward to it. And I'm sure we've said it, but please, yep. if uh, if you're listening and you're looking for something to do, and you appreciate a, a nice a nice venue for some scenery and some good golf, come see us. Uh, yeah, bring your kids. Bring your kids, please. It's yep. um it's going to be an exciting week, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thanks, David. Thank you. David Jones, the PGA Pro here at East Aurora Country Club. We will take a break. Yes, David, wonderful job as well. We'll take a break and more on the U.S. Open. We'll get Kevin Sylvester's take on the win for Gary Woodland. He joins us next live as he is covering the Travelers Championship this week uh, for PGA Tour Radio. Live at East Aurora, more tee to green with PGA Pro Jeff Minas. I'm Brian Colziel. Back after this on WGR. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel, and by New Era Golf, headwear engineered to perform that never sacrifices style. Back at East Aurora Country Club here on Tee to Green, Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks to PGA Pro David Jones for joining us, tournament directors Paul O'Brien and Jeff Kamen as well as along with the four players from earlier in the show. It's going to be a good week here for the International Junior Masters, the 67th edition. But as you heard, time for the check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, the Travelers Championship going on right now in Connecticut through two rounds. Zach Sucher is your leader. He's at 11 under par. Uh, two players are two back. Keegan Bradley and Ches Revy are at minus nine. They trail Sucher by two. Ryan Moore, Bronson Bragoon at minus eight. Paul Casey, Jason Day amongst the big names at minus seven. Uh, if you're wondering about Brooks Kepka, he is playing this week. Uh, Kepka is minus three. It's not a major, so he's not Tied trying. for 47. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he had a better round yesterday. Victor Hovland, who was the low amateur yeah. uh, at Pebble Beach last week, is making his pro debut. He's minus two and uh, is on the course right now as we speak. Jordan Spieth, the biggest name uh, amongst those that will not be making the cut, did not make the cut. He won't be playing the weekend. So uh, there's your look at the PGA Tour leaderboard. We'll get Kevin Sylvester here in just one moment with 
his thoughts on the event as he is working the event this week for PGA Tour Radio. Time, though, for our look now at PGA Tour Champions as it's brought to you by Absolute Care, Affordable Adult Assisted Living. And this week, the Champions Tour players are playing at University Golf Ridge Course as they are playing right now in the American Family Insurance Championship. Jerry Kelly is your leader through one round, minus seven. David Frost, one shot back at minus six. And there are six golfers at minus five, including Steve Stricker, David Toms, and Corey Pavin. John Daly, tied for ninth, minus four. Wow. All right, so there's your absolute care look at the PGA Champions Tour players. I'm All always right. surprised when John oh. Daly plays well. Yes, That's right. Yeah, it's, he's an up-and-down ride, no yes, doubt about is. it. All right, Kevin Sylvester now, of course, always part of our show. He's working the Travelers Championship this week for PGA Tour Radio. I heard Kevin working yesterday. Just calling the action. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, guys. You know that uh, PGA Tour Champions event at uh, Wisconsin, Jerry Kelly better be leading, right? He and Steve Stricker, yeah, that's like their home course. So That's true. <laughs> They are they Wisconsin boys. They yeah, get all the good Kelly kicks walked. off people's feet. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly lost last year by one stroke to Scott McCarron, and I know Stricker's won that event before. So, um, you know, those two are familiar names atop that leaderboard. You know, it's not a familiar name atop the leaderboard here at the Travelers Championship, guys. Zach Zucker, um, he's, he's missed a couple of years uh, due to leg injuries, uh, knee and ankle, um, uh, nearly two years. He's won on the... Uh, what used to be the web.com, by the way, it's now just renamed this week the Corn Ferry Tour, um, which is, you know, uh, which will be peak and peak uh, coming up here in just a few weeks. So uh, he, he won there, and actually he won where the Corn Ferry Tour is this week in Wichita. Uh, Wichita opened a couple of years ago, so it'll be interesting to see if he could follow through and win again the same week on a PGA Tour event, but He's got some big names behind him, and this is a golf course that yields some very low scores. This is where Jim Furyk, uh, you know, shot 58, uh, you know, a few years ago, and boy, I was there for that too. And uh, what an incredible moment that was to see a 58 shot in the PGA Tour. Yeah, yeah, this event continues to get better and better. The fields get better and better. And I'm, I would guess too, when the U.S. Open is in the Northeast, like it tends to be more often than any other areas of the country. Uh, You'll get more and more big-name players. Brooks Kepka is playing this week. As we said, he's at minus three, uh, so he'll play the weekend. Uh, Kevin, how about your thoughts on just Kepka chasing down Gary Woodland, but Woodland able to stave him off and get his first major? Well, you know, uh, before I forget, Jeff, you mentioned it's not a major. Kepka going in this week said he and Ricky Elliott, his caddy, were going to treat it like it was a major. They're going to try to do the same mental thing. I think easier said than done, obviously. Um, you know, I, I think Kepka, what he did at Pebble Beach, um, not only was predictable, uh, but impressive. And I say predictable because he was one of the favorites going in. Uh, you know, he just, he's right now, when it comes to majors, he's on a different planet than everybody else. Uh, you look what he's, what he's done this year is Tiger like to go 2 1 2 in the majors. It's just incredible, especially when everybody's looking at you. Um, at the U.S. Open to uh, repeat history. And I think people need to appreciate this. You know, he, he's looking at the scoreboard. He knows he's got to make something special happen down the stretch. Not easy to do once you get past the 14th hole at Pebble Beach. You know, maybe 15, 16, no, 17, no, uh, 18 is when you can make something happen, but that's hard to do under pressure. And he hit 
two flush shots uh, the surface, and it was just a, a off number for him, awkward number for him, and then just missed a birdie to put even further pressure on Gary Woodland. And as far as Gary Woodland, uh, that was impressive. Folks, he didn't come out of nowhere. He drank 25th in the world. The guy's won three times on the PGA Tour. He's been having a great season. Um, this, is just, this isn't a winner out of nowhere uh, to win the U.S. Open. And I'm happy for Woodland uh, and his family. You know, I got to know them a little bit at Kapalua. Uh, his parents, I, I, I helped navigate them around the golf course a lot. And I had Woodland uh, all four days. And he got blitzed that round by Xander Shoffley. shot 62 in the group ahead of him to beat him by one when he shot five under with a three-shot lead in the final round, which wins every week on the PGA Tour except for that one. And, and Woodland won that event. He It wasn't that Brooks Kepka didn't. It, it was just Woodland went out and took it. He played very, very well. Kepka played great, too, but he, he earned that win. Yeah, yeah, he did, you know, and and that's, you know, that's what's great about it. You know, and Kepka even afterwards asked, well, it didn't happen. He goes, what are you talking about? I feel great. I played great. Um, he just got beat. You know, Gary, Gary played better, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and the story. And, and, and Woodland did play great. Um Jeff, I want you to teach me how to hit hit that stinger three three iron driving iron. What, what a uh, shot to go to, right? It's not that hard, Kev. You can hit that shot. Yeah, just yeah, pull that well, left wrist, trap it, and move it back to the stance, and trap it a smidge. Yeah, but under yeah. pressure. Under pressure. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's right. No, these guys—they're unflappable. You're right, and I mean, even even Justin Rose, who didn't have a good Sunday, uh, how he was able to—he clearly didn't have his A game this week off the tee. But boy, around the green and putting. I saw Rose's putting stats coming into Sunday before the final round. He had 22 putts on Thursday, 25 on Friday, and then 23 on Saturday going into the final round. I mean, to be in the 20s in any round is incredible, but low 20s. And then obviously, you know, Sunday, it just at some point it caught up with him. But, um, boy, he was grinding and grinding and keeping himself in it and going into the back nine, still had a chance to win the U.S. Open. Uh, but I agree with both of you there. I mean, Woodland deserved to win. Uh, Kevin, you know, you've shared your stories of uh, how Woodland seems to be such a great guy off the course. The players love him. He's had, you know, the viral video we mentioned uh, that has gone all over from his time at, at uh, the uh, Waste Management Open in Phoenix. And uh, I think that even though Kepka gave him all he could handle for him to be able to hold him up, it's got to be a pretty satisfying win for him. But uh all right. Well, Kevin, enjoy the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, we're up against the clock here, but uh, we'll talk to you soon, and, and uh, we'll listen to you on PGA Tour Radio this weekend. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. Thanks a lot. Kevin Sylvester working this week for PGA Tour Radio uh, with the Travelers Championship Round 3 underway already, as we said, and Zach Sucher is your leader. Never heard of him. Yep. Well, Kevin just told you a little bit about him now, right there. Now I know. That's right. Hey, a couple things here before we let you go here. Just news and notes. Um the Porter Cup qualifier, Monday at Niagara Falls Country Club. So good luck to all those that are out playing in that event. We'll be at the Porter Cup at the end of July, the men's Porter Cup, that is, uh, for that event as well. Uh, if you want to get in on our Duster putting challenge to benefit the Western New York PGA Reach Foundation, registration is open. Uh, if you're a Tee to Green Club member, you can sign up on our page to be a Tee to Green Club member at t2green.golf. t2green.golf. Sign up to be a club member there. Uh, you'll get 10% off. DusterChallenge.com is the website for that. DusterChallenge.com is the website. Sign up for a great event August 2nd at Fox Valley Club in Lancaster. And next week, Glen Oak. And next week will be at Glen Oak. All so right. we're looking forward to that. 
Thanks to everybody here at East Aurora Country Club, and good luck to all the competitors this week. It's the 67th International Junior Masters. We also would echo to come out and support these players in their quest to hopefully win a title this week. The event starts Tuesday, the International Junior Masters website. It's easy, internationaljuniormasters.com. Uh, if you're a guy on Twitter or a girl gal on Twitter, it's at IJMGolf this week. You can follow them for all the updates there. I'll have some pictures and some tweets from uh, my experiences here where I'm going to come out and watch as well this week. So thanks to everybody here, Paul O'Brien, Jeff Kamian, David Jones, Drew Thompson, all the players and staff, thanks for having us. Derek Kramer back in our studios. Kevin Sylvester at the Travelers. PJ Pro Jeff Meadus. Jeff, have a great weekend. You too. You're a professional, Brian. Thank you. Well, I just <laughs> got to remember all these names. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. Yes, to you, the listener. Hope you enjoyed our show here from East Aurora. We'll talk to you next week on T to Green on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.